Welcome, everybody, to the Eyes on Big Podcast, your go-to Big Ten football podcast brought to you by the Amador Whiskey Company. I'm your co-host, Jeffrey the Greek, joined on this podcast by... This is Big Kurt here. Big Kurt, Twitter. Yeah, I am on Twitter. Big Kurt on Twitter at B1GKURT. I am as well. Jeffrey the Greek at Jeffrey the Greek. And here we got a a special standalone podcast here. So we're going to break down the last game of the weekend, which will then lead us into, obviously, the big news that we had. Georgia Southern, 45, Nebraska, 42. The Eagles with 642 yards of total offense to the Huskers, 575. Okay, a couple things. I'm going to start by saying it was a great game. Incredibly <laughs> entertaining. Amazing game. Yeah. Dude, 68 first downs That's what I can't, in I'm, this game. Football contest. Both teams over 30 first downs in a game? That's insane. Yeah. Like, my tweet that I put out is, imagine having a new European buddy and explaining to him that Iowa, Iowa State, and Nebraska, Georgia, Southern are actually the same sport. They're playing the same sport. It may not seem like it, but I swear to God they are. But both Dude, teams- I hit, I, I took the over okay. in this game. Like, all of a sudden, I'm like, dude, Georgia Southern can move the ball, and Nebraska's having issues. Like, sure. people don't realize it 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 was uh, it almost hit in the first half both teams nine of 13 on third down throw in two of two on fourth down for georgia southern they were just converting everywhere both teams i think this was from huskers game day the 642 yards is the most given up in memorial stadium history speaking of that stadium they are now 214 and one in Memorial Stadium history when they scored 35 points or more. Previous to this game, they were 214 and 0. Insane. And like, the, the Scott Frost era goes out just like it came in. 10 penalties by the Cornhuskers in the game. I mean, Casey Thompson was good. 23 yeah. of 34, 318 yards. Malik Washington looks good. Trey Marcus Palmer's, Washington. Marcus Washington looks good. Trey Palmer looks good. Anthony Grant. Anthony Grant. By the way, all transfers, right? Okay, Casey Thompson, Washington, Palmer, Grant, A.J. Allen, none of these guys were on the football team last year. And I'm not saying you shouldn't take good transfers when you can get them, but... A.J. Allen's a freshman, so that's different, but I'm just saying, in his fifth year, third game in his fifth year, all new people that are the studs. Like, the only one that I can say that I think is playing well that's been there the whole time is Garrett Nelson. Yeah. And he is like the most alpha of alpha work hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's almost like he wanted it so hard. He's broke through the sure the coaching that right. Frost has the, the provided c- the the glass ceiling. He's broken through. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, dude. Kyle Van Treese, the the Georgia Southern quarterback, 409 yards passing. He wasn't even on this roster last year. Mm. And the other thing too. And this is a slight against Iowa's offense and Nebraska's defense. This was an option team last year, which would mean you would think pass pro, catching the ball, having the personnel to pull this off would be nearly impossible. And they they looked that good in this game. I think Chins is a guy that is very well liked around the community. Well, By I, the fans. I, I had faith in him. So did I. Going into the season that he would put together a pretty decent defense. This was embarrassing. What has happened to Chins in that defense? I don't know. Like, I didn't expect them to be, like, I heard Nebraska fans saying that the defense would take another step up. 
this year. I did not believe that. I I had I had questions with this def- I had questions with the defensive line against the rushing attack, which I am on record as saying, and I believe our co- podcast, and I know I said it in the Cuzcast, but this looks way worse than I thought it would. It's awful. And their they're, they're secondary, their safeties just go missing at times. And again, we we both had faith in, faith in chins. Yep. Mind-boggling how bad it's been. So with the loss, Nebraska falls to one and two. I had it in my notes that the Scott Frost era is almost certainly over. Yeah. I made those notes at 930 this morning before I could even make it back up to Minnesota. It was already over. Yeah, I, I have a note that we needed to discuss who the next coach was going to be. Like it was like it was just it was, it was a foregone conclusion. They were going to wait it out till October 1st when the payout got cut in half and then they were going to fire him and we were going to move on to a new coach. And then it got accelerated a little bit. So I, I thought my way through that and it seems to be I don't know if I don't think we know the exact details, but a deal was struck. Was it? I believe so. Didn't Trev Elvers specifically say a deal was not struck? I I don't know if I believe okay. that. I, I, I think there's enough proof here. Because here's, here's I mean he basically said that they paid him out the full amount. He more or less he more or less said that without okay. saying the exact words. He alluded think, to them paying him out fully. I think they paid him out some. I think what they said is I think that more the negotiating power was with Trev, where he's like you're getting fired either way. Yeah. If we wait until October first, mm. yeah, it's it's gonna drop down. Sure. So take a deal and hit hit the Yeah. Mark. Okay. I don't I, know. I, I think that's I'd, how I'd like to know what happened though. Here's the other thing too, is I just a week ago, after that second half of North Dakota, I started seeing Things that could make me feel positive as a Nebraska fan, which is Scott Frost running schemes yeah. with the Whipple throw game. That's gone now. I, 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 I'm I, going to be curious to see what the last... Oh, nine... it's it's always fun to watch a team like this that has a major change midseason and see what happens, which direction they go in. Because that's the debate. Is there a bump? There because, could be. There could because be. the dark cloud and... Every, like like Garrett Nelson spoke at Big Ten Media Day is saying Plus you play loose. There there's something to that. Yeah. Uh by the way, we haven't even said Mickey Joseph is going to be the interim coach. Anybody that was pretty close like a lot of people thought it was gonna be Whipple is never gonna be Whipple. Mickey Joseph, ex Nebraska, yeah. you know, quarterback, he he was brought in. I think he is as excellent of a guy on staff to take over this role that you could hope. Yeah. Um, the the comments that he had made before the season started uh, about how disappointed he was in the wide receivers and how tough he is, I think he's going to be more of a disciplinarian. Mm. And I believe he views these last nine games as his chance to, yeah, his to, audi- sh- to his audition. auditioning. Yeah, absolutely. And I, that little fact right there, should not be glossed over. No, I, I could see them taking a step up, a significant step up. I don't know about significant because the issues right now, I he's not a defensive coordinator. Fair. So if Chins can't fix the defense, sure. yeah. I don't know how that gets fixed. Yeah. And if Whipple is calling the offense, 
I did not like much of what I saw I in the Northwestern game in the first half of the North Dakota game. I don't think anybody did. But now those rushing nuances, like it's not like a video game. You don't just call the Scott Frost plays. Yeah. Scott Frost calling them and knowing how to set them up. Sure. There's years and years of nuance that he learned yeah. at Oregon and UCF. I, that is just, I, I, I'm not saying I know the answer. I'm saying there's reasons to be positive as a Nebraska fan. There's reasons to say, I'm not sure how this is going to work out. Yeah. It could just go down the crapper too. So now that the Scott Frost era is over, we can talk freely. Yeah. I can air some dirty laundry. Yeah, there's things I didn't want to say because I didn't think it was fair to say as he was still the head coach. And some of these are really trivial and they don't really matter unless you're losing. If you're winning, they don't matter at all. But I never liked, I thought it was a good hire and I thought he was going to be successful. So I was wrong about that. I never liked his persona from day one, though. Bingo. I never liked the way he talked in the media. I never liked his marble mouth delivery. I never liked, and I know, again, this these are ticky-tack little things, but I've never seen a, a coach act in certain, some of these ways that he acted with the curved bill down over the eyes where you couldn't even see his eyes when he's being interviewed, and then he's mumbling on top of it, throwing players under the bus th- to, to, publicly, throwing uh, other coaches under the bus publicly. I never liked his whole persona I at think all. he is an entitled, talented a-hole. Yes, I think he probably is that. But a lot of coaches are a-holes. That's, that's, it's almost par for the course. Not, he's on a different okay. course all right. than a lot of guys. I mean, And I, like having a big dip in his mouth when he's getting interviewed. Dude, you just I, don't do that as a we, head coach. We have, heard, we have heard stories of him chewing in front of recruits and their moms. We've heard about him blowing off meetings with five-star quarterbacks because had a little bit too much fun that day. We've heard rumors of him performing boorish behavior at the local country club. These things, okay, here's here's what I think. Are is every single one of these Scott Frost rumors you heard true? Probably not. But and and if you're winning, yeah, again, they don't see the light of day. None of it matters if you're winning. Certainly if you're losing it, but I don't think Nebraska people are the type of people to make shit up. I think Nebraska people are the type of people that say, I'm tired of covering for you. Yeah. I think a lot of these things happened and they got out because enough Nebraska fans were tired of all of it. The yeah. losing, the behavior, everything. Um, you know, the the we're going to the the Big Ten is going to have to adjust to us. Who says that in their first press conference? Yeah. Uh, I like. Do I think he's a overall horrible human being? Probably not. But like, he was not ready for this job. That much I know. No. And I believe the talent and success he had before he got to Nebraska, it actually wound up working against him. Yeah. Because he didn't realize what he didn't know coaching in a conference like the Big Ten. Yeah. Um. Couple other things. I also saw Nebraska fans, and I understand they're pissed on Saturday night. I saw them taking out frustration on Trev Alberts. I don't buy into that at all. Okay, Trev Alberts is the man. If I am a Nebraska fan, I am extremely happy that Trev Alberts is in charge of this. I think he'll do an excellent job. Okay? 
You're, you're kind of just looking at me. You, you agree or? No, I agree. Okay. I, I have no reason not to agree. How about, how about this quote today? The program needs to stop focusing on championships mm-hmm. won in the past and work on championship fundamentals. I, I saw that. that. That is That's a quote right there. That is a quote. Yep. And that needs to resonate among all Nebraska fans and down through the program. Because I can assure you, the coach that he's looking for is going to have that type of development in their DNA. Okay? Two guys that aren't going to take the job. And I'm, it, it is stupid when I hear them. Bob Stoops is not going to come no, he's not gonna at take Nebraska. That job. No. Stop it. He is doesn't want to be a head coach. And I'm going to arrogantly say if he did come back, it would be on a temporary basis, and there's only one place he would go to, yep. and it's to the east of you, and I don't think that's going to happen. Urban Meyer is not. No. Nope. Maybe Urban would take it. I don't think Trev wants Urban. I don't think Urban would take it. That's another question, too. I don't. I don't. He Urban's only going to go to a team that he knows within a couple years he can get into the college football playoff. Does Urban's ego think that him going to Nebraska would be all it would take to get them to the playoffs. I mean, if, if someone can do it, he he's probably the guy if, if it can be done. But I just think he wants an easier path. Um, I'm just saying, it, okay, if, <clears throat> if in some world you knew that Urban coming to Nebraska meant you were in the college football playoffs in year three, <laughs> you hire Urban. Sure. You don't know that. I cannot see Urban working for Trev. And I can't mm. see Trev directing. It's a good point. That's, yeah. It is to go from the drama and tomfoolery yeah. <laughs> that has been the Scott Frost era to now go to Urban Meyer, who is borderline degenerate human being. Don't see it. But it's also, not who Trev is. He he looks. He would he would look at this and see what an enormous project it would be to undertake because of the tomfoolery. That's a, a big reason. I think you're. I think you're on the. The one thing I can tell you about Urban is he does not want a tough gig. I think you're on. He wants there. it to be easy. Quick list, okay? Number one, two, and three to me mm-hmm. is Dave Miranda. Yep, makes sense. Shout out to our guy Jim in Minnesota. He brought up Dave Miranda's name back in like. June. Well, I mean, it makes and at sense. At first, I was like, "Huh," but then you think through it. Sure, because he's basically sitting in this conference. It's not going to be looked at yes. as a power conference anymore. I he think, doesn't have a clear path to to anything anymore. I think people hear Dave Aranda's name for Nebraska, non Nebraska people, and they scoff. But what you just laid out is much bigger than what I think people are are giving it credit for. No, I think that's a very legitimate thing. I think. For him, that would be a step up, even though as good as Baylor is right now, I think long-term that would be a step up for him. And they just lost to BYU last night, so they're going to drop. I mean, it would be very hard to have Baylor be a consummate college football playoff contender. Aranda's a different cat, but I do think it would be more of a good relationship between uh, Trev and Dave Aranda. Then a drop-down. Hey, Mickey Joseph is a real life candidate. Sure. Yeah, we got a we'll little bit see. older than you may think because, you know, he looks younger, but like he's a candidate. We got to watch the audition. I got to see the audition first. If they rip, if they, if they wind up in Indianapolis, he's, he's your coach. Sure. Of course. Right. I'm just yeah. saying, of course. Or even like, I mean, they're, they've got what two losses now. 
I mean, you kind of assume it's going to be tough to beat Oklahoma next week. Seven and five, eight and four that he finishes. If he with, finishes with, eight and four, you got to really consider him. Okay. I, 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 do I think that's going to happen? No. I, I Again, I have very much concerns with the defense. But anyways, he's going to get a look. Lance Leopold. And, um, and, and it would be so Kansas that yeah. they literally are like on the cusp of getting to a bowl this year. And then Nebraska rips their coach from them. It's almost too too good, right? It's almost it's per- too it's, it's almost too perfect yeah. that it would happen. That is, like that is some of the top guys. Jim Leonard is interesting. I just don't know that he would leave Wisconsin for for Nebraska. Because does Jim Leonard think I can just sit here yeah. and get this one? I think that's what he thinks. Okay. I mean, but like that would be a huge bonus for Nebraska because they get stronger at the same time they cripple Wisconsin. Or does he go and take it as like a placeholder for what he really wants, which is to go back to Wisconsin eventually? And because of that, and because he doesn't have head coaching experience, right? Do you stay away from Jim Leonard if you're Trav Alberts? Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, that's that's legit. Okay. Sam Pittman. I yeah. heard that one's been thrown out there. Yeah, I, yeah. This doesn't seem like to be a fit. No, no, Another no. one that's not fitty to me is Jamie Chadwell. Yeah, Coastal Carolina, but he's like he's so Southern fried. I just I always have yep. issues with those Southern fried coaches twanging it up in the Midwest, <laughs> kind of like Brian Kelly moving to LSU. Yeah, yeah. right. Except reverse. Yeah. So, but Jamie Chadwell, great, great, sure. uh, coach. His teams are a blast to watch. And the last one that you see thrown out Matt Campbell. Yeah. That's an interesting one. I, if you're a Nebraska fan is, is that, do you want Matt Campbell? Do you even want Matt Campbell? I'm not sure. I feel like the general consensus is no on that one. And I think one of the major reasons, major reasons is he's not exactly a recruiting stud. No, he's not. Um, He is a good coach, but is he a great coach? We don't know. I don't think the Iowa State team that Iowa lost to, you take Xavier Hutchinson, their wide receiver, off that team, they're not very good. Right. They're not very good with him on the team. I think if I was a Nebraska fan, I would not want Matt Campbell. I think you would want to set your sights a little Little bit bit higher. Yeah, a little bit. However, doesn't Matt Campbell, the fundamental thing and the type of guy he is, that fits Trev Alberts. Yeah. So you could definitely do worse than Matt Campbell. And I think Matt Campbell would be a big step up from Scott Frost. I like your top three. I would even put Leipold two and Joseph three right now. Okay. I mean, for me, the top one is Aranda. And then after that, it so. was just kind of some names to talk about. But Aranda's the guy, right? That's who they want. And then I, I don't think you want to do Mickey poorly in that. Let's say he loses to Oklahoma. Just throwing this out there. Uh, beats Indiana at home, but loses to Rutgers on the road. You know, but like one step forward, one step back type. But maybe, okay. you know, another. He's working through the season. But do you do you announce the new hire? I mean, and then you assume the other coach is probably coaching. So long story short, we might not know about this until. Oh, I think it's going to be late, late in the season, right? Or. After the season's over. Yeah. But you don't want to wait too long after the season. Because of recruiting. 
because recruiting and you want to get your guy before someone else gets your guy. Unless you already have the deal with your guy yeah. and you know it, he's, I, I just, that is also interesting to me <clears throat> is how is like Nebraska can't keep a secret no. <laughs> to save their life. There's going to be multiple Nebraska Twitter people that are convinced that they know who the coach is. Sure. There's going to be smoke screens out there. That is going to be happening for the next two months, three months. And dare I say, I'm going to enjoy parts of it. Always, it's going to... always fun to see the coaching smoke screens to watch those happen. Flights coming in. And oh yeah. Out the of, flight you know, trackers, secret meetings where Trev is on the West coast and doing stuff yep. like that. But we all know that agents coming. releasing BS. That's clearly not true. Just to try to get their guy a little bit more money. We are just entering that situation. It's going to be fun for, to watch for Nebraska. No. All right. Anything else? No, sir. I'm Jeffrey the Greek. I'm big. Kirk. This has been the eyes of big podcast. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you.